Today, most of us know that our planet is roughly spherical, but this wasn't always the case. Thousands of years ago, early cultures wondered about the shape of the Earth and believed it was flat. As a result, the Earth was often represented as a disk floating on water. People believed Earth was flat because they were describing what they could see with the naked eye. They lacked the scientific knowledge and equipment that we have today. In ancient Greece, the idea of a flat Earth was challenged by philosophers, such as Aristotle, who began asking questions. In response, they started to gather evidence to prove that the Earth was round. California man is getting ready to launch himself into the air in a homemade rocket to prove that the Earth is flat. This is Mike Hughes right here and that rocket. Uh -huh. He says it will send him into the air at about 500 miles an hour tomorrow. The group called Research Flat Earth is sponsoring this trip. That's a thing? The end goal, yes, I, I'm just telling you what, what we know. Okay. The end goal is to get pictures of the Earth from miles above that prove astronauts lied about Earth's shape. Hughes has sort of done this before. He flew a quarter mile in a homemade rocket in Arizona in 2014 and ended up hurt and didn't end up with those flat Earth pictures. Flat Earth matters, man. Did you know we don't live on a spinning ball? We don't live on a spinning ball? Yeah, don't just believe, bro. Yeah. This is the era of knowing. Hey, you know, once you go flat, you never go back. You find people in a belief system, you find people in a romance with their passion. Flat earthers are passionate, surprisingly, about science. We're really told we're not scientific, and we couldn't be any more uh, argumentative about that. The earth is flat, as far as I can tell, unless you can prove me wrong. Please do, because it's hell being a flat earther, is it not? Some guy came up today and said, I just want to let you know, you're an idiot. And welcome back, everybody. It's a brand new episode of Down the Rabbit Hole here on NWCZRadio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm Big D. And I'm Brandon. And it is, of course, fantastic to have everybody along. Thanks so much for all the emails this week. You want to get in on that conversation, down the RH of ProtonMail.com. That's how you get there. Got a lot of feedback and some very sharp listeners. Very bright. Yes. They cut some things that even while I was listening, I was looking at my, I must have been looking at the screen and not paying attention because I missed them. <laughs> we'll get into all of that in just a moment because, we, yeah, if you didn't catch it, we're, we're going to start where we left off last episode, talking about flat earth versus round earth. But before we get into that, I just want to say, I listened to your midweek edition mm -hmm. and I've put in an order and I don't even do drugs, but I put in an order for a whole lot because that was your primary objective was like you got to have to really get 
high and do a lot of cocaine in order to understand this. Not you. you do. Not you. You're understandable. But I went and looked up this book that you're talking about, this Urantia. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I told you. I mean, it was one of those things when I was, because the first week I really just focused on where it came from and everything else. And I didn't even read like into, but then I spent the second week in researching and I'm reading into the book and I'm like, I don't think I'm high enough to get this. <laughs> I, I think I need some cocaine. I think really what it was, was I needed mushrooms. That would have been what made me really get it. Now, can you order like a physical copy? Because what you say is 2,000 mm -hmm. pages. Yeah, you can order a physical copy if you go to their, the what is it, the UranchiaBook.com. Hmm. I don't think I have time to put no, like in said, two, for 2,000 pages. It's 2,000 pages. What I did is I ended up just going to, you can find, if you go to that UranchiaRadio.com, I think it was, you can get like the book on your computer and then click. And I was clicking, okay, here's the part where they're talking about Jesus in here and this is, and I can go to different parts of it. But I mean, it, it, it gets so detailed to the point that like it, you lose track of what's happening. Yeah. I, like I said, I was. it's like Star Wars or Star Trek where all of a sudden they're talking about different races and different planets and all that. And you're like, what? <laughs> Maybe we should develop like a cliff notes version. Remember those back in the day? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And the cliff and notes. Just sell that. Maybe we can make some money. We should. If you haven't heard that episode, it was the midweek edition. It's the book of Urantia. It's well worth your listen because it's wild. It's way, way out there. I <laughs> but I think if we write the cliff notes, we need to send it out with like a little a vial of cocaine or um, mushrooms so people could really understand it. Right. Maybe some like mushrooms that are laced with cocaine. I don't know. I think you might need both. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm advocating the use of drugs. I'm just saying it's you need some help to understand that. There you are, yeah. Well, I think some people feel the same way about the topic that we talked about last week. We were talking yes. about the flat earth and gave all the reasons why there's this notion, the spot, the possibilities or the belief system that the earth is completely flat. And if you haven't listened to that, go back because what we're going to do is we're going to now today talk about why the earth is round and why it's not a flat earth and we just look at science basically <laughs> yeah it's like i said before we started recording i think the hardest thing on my brain right now is the fact that i've got urantia and flat earth stuck in my brain for the last two weeks and i think i broke it <laughs> well i want to give big props to listeners Devin, sherman and john specifically because they were very quick to email in and let us know their thoughts about the article that we read at the end of the show last week. And if you were paying attention, maybe you caught it too and you just didn't write in. But let's start there. We read an article from think.com, Think Magazine. It's titled, New Research Deflates Current Understanding of the Shape of Our World. I'll just kind of go through it. There's, there's obviously there's theory believed to have begun in ancient Greece, developed in the bronze, iron ages and so forth. And there's cutting-edge researchers from the University of Malta, Dr. Harry Johnson, Professor Anita Bath, and Dr. Oliver Klozoff. And they have confirmed there's evidence to suggest that the world is, in fact, flat. And then it goes on down. You can listen to the rest of the article. But what I didn't 
read. And where I sort of left off was the second and final part of this article. It's believed that no more studies are required to verify any of these findings due to the amount of research done. Dr. Johnson claims there's just no point. We put the question to rest. And in homage to the new discovery, a big day in the Christian calendar known as Pancake Tuesday will now be celebrated by flat earthers the world around. The only thing they have left to fear is sphere itself. Sphere. And then there's there's a little footnote at the bottom. It says, please note, this article was published on the 1st of April and is intended to be an April Fool's article. Please exercise skepticism when an article does not present references or does not back up its claims. And then for more tips on how to avoid misinformation, kindly refer to our follow-up article. And then they did a follow-up article the next week, and it was titled Misinformation and How You Can Avoid Being the April Fool. And it goes through a bunch of stuff, you know, how fake news is bad and you should watch out for it. And I'm in in agreement with that. If people... Mm -hmm. And we run across this all the time. Oh, we do. We do. Where there's an article with lots of claims, lots of names, lots of supposed facts. And when you dig into it, they're they're nowhere to be found. Some of them are made up whole cloth. And they're put out there by certain groups to, quote, prove their point because they know you're not going to dig into it. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is look at the names. I mean, that was the big thing, and I missed it until, like, you said it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. The only ones that people are missing is Barry McConkiner and Seymour Butts. Right. But Those are, I think, were a little too obvious. They were. People would have figured that out right away. But, uh, yeah, kudos to the listeners who <laughs> who caught that, wrote in, and they were like, wink, wink, nod, nod. We got it. We understand. Yeah. But why do we believe that the earth is round we all have grown up i assume other than the flat earthers and i believe in school and at some point they were taught that the earth is round yeah just about everyone that i listened to and everyone i read all the stuff the videos i watched on um the flat earthers um most of them all said they believed at one point the earth was flat and then through videos and other things they they changed their mind that something proved to them that, oh, wait a minute. No, it can't be. It can't be. It can't be round. It has to be flat. But hmm. sometimes, you know, when they say believe the science, I kind of believe the science on this one. Don't always, but. Right. So let's talk. We're going to talk a little bit about like the history of how the Earth came to be known as being a globe and being around and all this kind of stuff. And then some ways that you can actually talk to i'll just say flat earthers and hey a little behind the scenes talk here (laughs) i don't know year and a half ago or so we got an email from a guy who's pretty well known if you go searching to flat earth podcast this is a an outspoken proponent of flat earth i'm not going to name him but he emailed us wanted to come on our show wants to come on our show and discuss this and we said, you know, we're not there yet. We're not ready. If we ever get to that point, you know, we'll reach out to you or whatever. He's crazy. Yes. I mean, and I don't use that term lightly because 
I give everybody grace points and you know a chance to believe what you want to believe. But this guy is incoherent at best. I listened to a lot of stuff with him. And I agree. It, it was a lot of incoherence. It was a lot of he couldn't keep straight. That was the hardest thing for me. Is I, and this is one of the things I got with a lot of flat earthers. They couldn't keep to the flat earth theory. They kept jumping to other things. They went to Tataria, which we talked about. They went to um, NASA, the giant trees. I haven't even looked at the giant tree one yet. But there's something about giant trees. There's yeah. some other ones. They kept jumping to other theories. And it's like, wait a minute, stop. Go back to the flat earth. Convince me on this before you try convincing me on the others. You know, And that was the hard part for me. It's like they kept trying to convince you saying, okay, they're lying to you about all of this other stuff. So, of course, the flat earth has to be correct. That is generally the argument that I've heard presented by this individual. Yeah, and, and it was tough. And then every once in a while, he'd say something that was so insane. I'm like, what? Yeah. He, he, and not in a swearing way, but almost like Tourette's, where he just blurts something out, no. which is completely off topic and has nothing to do with what's going on. And then I heard a host try to challenge him on it, and he, I don't it was... So we will that was never, a hard one too. We will never when, have this guy on our show. Whenever he tr someone tries to challenge him on it, it's basically like, "Oh well, you're just you, you've been duped, or you, you're brainwashed, or you're whatever." It was never he never had any proof to it, and most time when he did have proof, oh, they lied. Oh, in, the, in this documentary, they they edited it so that it, it made us look bad. There was never any. He keeps saying, oh, we have the scientific proof. Where? Yeah, it's never presented, which is a problem. My favorite one, though, I'll be honest, is I told Big D this one. My favorite one from him was on one of the ones I was listening to. He suddenly just blurted out that listening to the news gives you cancer and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and I'm like, don't tell my wife that. She's going to make me watch the news. I mean, I can see where it might put you out of the mood. Yeah. So if that's what he's well, talking about, maybe, but. He explained it a little bit, and basically what it was is that it, it, it gets it in your brain that you could have cancer, and then you suddenly think you do. Yeah, and he talks about um, nuclear microwaves that come through the air. and yeah. So anyway, that's a little behind-the-scenes stuff. We have had offers. We Not that we looked for them, but we've had offers from him and a couple of others to come on and if I felt they were coherent and I felt like we could have a conversation, I am all for it. Yes. But just from like you listening to multiple places where he's a, he and a few others have appeared, there's no cohesive conversation going on no. at all. But it's just that NASA's lying. They're doing this. They're doing that. But there's no believe your eyes. If I go look outside right now, it looks like it's flat. Sure it does, because, well, it's land. And then the other one is, water always finds its level. I've been on a boat, <laughs> and if you go far enough out, I can't see land anymore. <laughs> and with a telescope, I still can't see land anymore. Yeah, that's my favorite. Water always finds its own level, which is a cute saying, but what does it even mean? It's one of those, they, they say basically if you put water, it will always be flat. I'm like, I've seen a dewdrop before. I've it's seen not flat. It's round. Raindrops aren't flat. Maybe the surface, like looking across water, it's flat, but it's not flat going down. No. Anyway. And 
they, they say you can see too far, but I mean, it's been proven repeatedly, and I found multiple places where it's proven, and I've seen it literally. I'll, I'll see. I'll see it in February. I'll take a picture for you in February. I'll do a video as the 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 land disappears while I go on my cruise ship and I'm drinking my margarita, but it well, that's just because you got too far away from it. Now, and now your eyes aren't seeing it and aren't working well enough. Well, give me a telescope then. All of this started about 2,300 years ago, this idea. Because there was a time, and let's be honest, there was a time when people didn't travel no. very far. And where you lived, and you know, you'd know, you maybe go town to town, even if you lived in the mountains or whatever, you could see far. And it, there was the belief that the earth was flat. And they love to go back to that and go, see, everybody knew the earth was flat. Yeah. There was also a time when they thought the volcanoes were gods. And <laughs> to make them happy, you threw people into them. <laughs> that is true. Which I do kind of want to do with a few people, but just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and the volcano. There you go. Yep. The uh, ancient Greeks, by observing the planet's curved shadow during lunar eclipse... When the Earth, of course, passed between the sun and the moon, some flat earthers believe and they claim that the world is shaped like a disc so that, you know, why wouldn't the Earth? It could be round and cast a round shadow. Mm -hmm. And according to all science, it depends on the orientation of the disc. If some sunlight happens to hit the disc face on, it would have a round shadow. But if the light hits the disc edge on, the shadow would be a thin, straight line, and we've never seen that. No. And if the light fell at an oblique angle, the shadow would be a football-shaped eclipse, and we've never seen that. All eclipses are round. Well, and a part of what they say, and it's kind of one of those, because the, the moon and the sun are right above us. They're only like 2,000 feet above us, and they just rotate around the flat earth in fact one of the ones that i was reading was and it was the crazy guy he believes that this could be this huge flat piece and there's ice it's covered in ice and we're just one pond that melted out of it and there may be more right well in second century bc there was uh, a guy and i know i'm gonna butcher, butcher his name it's eratosthenes i believe that's his name he's a greek he read that on a certain day, the people of Syene in southern Egypt reported seeing the sun directly overhead at noon, but in Alexandria in northern Egypt on the same day, at the same time, he observed that the sun was several degrees away from being overhead. And if the earth were flat, that would be impossible. The sun would have to be at the same height in the sky for observers everywhere at each moment in time. Then by measuring the size of this angle and knowing the distance between the two cities, this guy was able to calculate the Earth's diameter, coming up with a value within about 15% of the modern figure. And this was with no telescopes, no satellites, no nothing. A stick wow. and shadows. And he's only 15% off the modern figure, which is astounding. That is also, when Columbus set sail from Spain in 1492, the question wasn't, would he fall off the edge of the world? Educated people knew the Earth was round. But the question was how long a westward voyage from Europe to Asia would take and whether any new continents might be found along the way. 
During the Age of Exploration, European sailors noticed that as they sailed south, new constellations came into view. Stars that could never be seen from their home latitudes. And that's impossible if the world's flat. Because if the world's flat, and we talked about this last week, you'd w walk out and look up and you'd see the very same constellations night after night in the same spot all the time. Yeah. I know from my house, I'm close, and you're probably even closer. You might be able to see it. I've always wanted to see the Southern Cross. And I cannot see it from here because it is just below the line of, you know, like when I peer out into the distance, mm -hmm. it's just below the Earth line. And so if I was further over, probably off the coast of, and maybe south of Florida, because I've seen it when I'm in the Caribbean, but yeah. I have never seen it here. Well, why not? If I can see it over there, why can't I see it here if the Earth's flat and it's just hanging above us? Well, I'm sure there's a reason. I don't remember. I didn't catch that one. But there's a bunch of them where they talk about how the the stars are just basically pinpricks in the firmament. You also have this. And if anybody's traveled at all, you know this is true. Uh, when the sun is rising in Moscow, it's setting in Los Angeles. When it's the middle of the night in New Delhi, the sun is shining high in Chicago. These occur because the globe is constantly spinning, completing, of course, one revolution per day. If the Earth were flat, it would be daytime everywhere at once, followed by nighttime everywhere. And this is where I've seen flat earthers ask this, and they cannot answer it. I, I've seen a couple of them try, and usually what they say is they basically say that the moon or the sun and the moon rotate around the earth, not around it, but over it, and basically send a spotlight into whatever they're right above. And the ar other argument they have, what was it? That if you go out in the moonlight, and I might try this one, it sounds interesting. If you're in the moonlight, it's actually colder in moonlight than it is in the shade. And that would be impossible if it was light from the sun because the sun only makes heat. That, that's at least what Flat Earther said, but I've never, I've never noticed that. I've never tried that. So, so if I, I step out that. and it's a full moon, it'll be colder in the sun, it's moonlight than it would be in the shade. I've never tried it, but let me tell you this: in, the, in Texas in July, when it's eighty-five degrees at midnight, I don't think there's a difference standing under a tree out of the moonlight than standing in front of the moonlight but i'll i'll try it i'm always up for something so the other thing that i've yet to find uh reasoning behind from flat earthers is time zones in new york if it's 12 p.m the sun is in the middle of the sky in beijing it's 12 a.m midnight and there is no sun in australia it would be 1 30 more than 13 hours ahead Sunset's long gone, and it'll rise the next day. This can only be explained according to science and what we've been taught. The world is round, rotating around on its axis. At a certain point, when the sun is shining on one part, part of the earth, the opposite is dark and vice versa, kind of like the dark side of the moon. Mm -hmm. We hear about that. Also, another point concerning time zones, the sun and earth, if the sun was a spotlight, and the world was flat, we would see the sun even if it didn't shine on top of us. Similarly, 
you can see light coming out of a spotlight on a stage at a theater even though you in the crowd are sitting in the dark. The only way to create two distinctly separate time zones where there is complete darkness in one while there's light in the other is if the world is spherical. I haven't seen them explain why if we're just one flat disk. Why aren't we all on the same time zone? It'd be much easier for business. Yeah. Like everybody was on the same time zone. There were no time changes. It's not summer in Australia while it's winter in the United States and vice versa. So how do, I don't understand how that figures if you're a flat earther. And I've looked for answers and they're all pretty vague in my opinion. A lot of them are. And I, I think that's my biggest, like I said, that's one of my biggest issues with the flat earthers is the answers are vague. They keep saying there's science and they can prove it with science. And that the the idea of the, I can't remember what they call the, the idea of the, the globe. It's some weird theory, the Herbert Herbert something theory. But um, they keep saying there's no science to prove it. And I'm like, but where's your science to prove the flat earth? Also, if you consider a sphere, so let's go sphere versus flat plane. Since a sphere has a consistent shape, no matter where you're on it when you stand, you have exactly the same amount of sphere under you. So imagine an ant walking around on a crystal ball. From the insect's point of view, the only indication of movement would be the fact that the ant is moving its feet. The shape of the surface wouldn't change at all. A sphere's center of mass is in the center of the sphere which means gravity will pull anything on the surface of the sphere straight down toward the center of the sphere, which is where you're standing. This will occur no matter where the surface of the object is located. Consider a flat plane. Center of mass on a flat plane is in its center, so the force of gravity will pull anything on the surface towards the middle of the plane. That means if you stand on the edge of the plane, gravity will be pulling you sideways toward the plane's middle, not straight down like you would usually experience when you stand on earth. So you'd have people standing, you know, miles away on a flat plane and gravity would push, mm -hmm. be pushing them all. We would all be crowded in a big spot in the middle. It would be almost impossible to spread out. Not if it's just moving up really quickly, <laughs> which is one of their theories. It just, the earth just moves up very fast. It was at 9.8 meters per second, which is whatever the, you know, the, yeah. But it just moves up. But my question on that is from what to what? Are we just going to keep moving upwards or forever? Well, uh, here's a, um, an experiment that you can do. So Quito, Ecuador and Nairobi, Kenya are two cities on the equator. Fly to either and you'll see Polaris on the northern horizon. Cape Town, South Africa, and Melbourne, Australia are well south of the equator. Fly to either and you won't see Polaris at all. A few minutes drawing the predictions of the two competing models on a piece of paper sufficient to exclude one of those models. And this isn't the only demonstration you can do from the ground. Like I said, there's all kind of tests that people have done as far as put it... <laughs> The shadow test, and I don't need to go into that. It's pretty self-evident. You put a stick in the ground. You watch the shadow move. If the sun is directly over us at all time, and you put a, you put a couple of sticks in the ground a bit apart, the shadows should, be, no should shadow. be in the same spot every time. Yeah. Or there should be no shadow. 
Yeah, if it was directly above us, there should be no shadow because it should be coming straight down. Here's a, a few other tests that you can do, and you can test these out. The lunar eclipses don't occur only at midnight. Take a look at the shape of Earth's shadow during a lunar eclipse, particularly during a partial phase. Do you notice how the Earth's shadow always appears to be a piece of near-perfect circle? If the Earth were a flat disk, that means there's only one possible orientation that the Sun-Earth-Moon alignment can take place in to create a circular shadow. With the Earth's disk perpendicular to the Sun-Moon plane, this means the Sun would need to be at the midnight position relative to the night side of Earth, and yet lunar eclipses occur at all different times depending upon where you are on the Earth. And you can't explain that with a flat Earth theory. It's just it's the, the, the one I have heard, and this is one that I, they, they always try and throw something in there that you can't prove. Um, I have heard one say that there's another object in the sky, and that is what keeps getting in the way. But what about the different seasons? You have that problem for flat earthers. How is it that you can have, like we talked about, winter in one part and summer in the other and spring and all this stuff? Because according to science... The sun's rays, which are almost perfectly parallel, strike Earth at different angles during different parts of the year. Based on a rotation, obviously. Mm -hmm. If the Earth were flat, the sun rays would always come in at the same angle, meaning that the U.S., Australia, Italy, Argentina, and so forth would all experience seasons the exact same way. And I've heard them try to say oh well it's the firmament it's, it's the firmament yeah it's the always the firmament. firmament gets thicker during certain times more gas is built up or there's more liquid here or there and it moves around but oddly they can't explain how it does it in such a consistent pattern uh, it's because our creators um let's see that's how can i make this our creators do it and it's all a simulation ran by the new lizard order if you're in Hawaii, you can try this. The Mauna Kea, which is the highest peak in Hawaii, the summit of the big I've island. I've been up there. There's a few other nearby islands that you should be able to see that, that are kind of far away. Anyway, the island of Kauai has the seventh highest point in the Hawaiian Islands, the peak known as Kawakini. Kawakini. If you draw a straight line from Mauna Kea, which is elevation 13,796 feet to Kawakini, elevation 5,226 feet, it would span a distance of 303 miles. However, you cannot see one from the other, which you would absolutely be able to do if the Earth were flat. With a curved Earth of its measurements radius, the line of sight is limited for those two elevation caps at about 233 miles. Only with a curved Earth is one invisible from the other. And this is true for almost any two mountain peaks with clear line of sights from one to the other. Yeah. Even if it's a taller mountain, it's way up there. If, you, if it goes past the curvature line, it, you can't see it. You're looking, yeah. up, you're looking above it. I mean, if you really think about it, if the Earth's flat, then we should be able to stand on top. Of, I mean, you should be able to stand at Mount Rainier in Washington State and see the Rockies. You, ought, you should be able to telescope. see, if you have a really strong telescope, yeah, you, can see, you should be able to see through Canada, 
Because the Rockies extend way up there. Mm -hmm. The only thing that would block us from seeing past the Rockies is the height of the Rockies. Yeah. I've been up. Uh, I haven't been to the top. I've been really high up on Rainier. And you can see on a really clear day, you can see Mount mm -hmm. Baker. Uh, you can see, well, you used to could see Mount St. Helens. You can kind of see it. But you can't see all the way down to Mount Hood. You, I can't yeah. see Mount Hood, which you should be able to. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it. Anyway, if the earth were flat, then someone in New York and someone in Los Angeles would see the sunrise and set at the exactly same time as the other. But in practice, the difference is approximately three hours. Not only that, but at every point in between. The sun rises and sets at a different time, something that could not happen if the earth were flat. In fact, it can be evening in New York and late afternoon in Los Angeles or morning in New York and still before dawn in L.A. That's something that you can't do with a flat earth. It just doesn't happen. No, that's like, you know, like if I try and call my kids right now, it's two hours earlier than right now. So I think this is where part of the problem lies. And this is from Britannica.com. And they have a really good article it's called spherical earth which is you know talking about the earth being a globe basically it says human beings have long known that earth is curved however the knowledge of earth's shape was not always widely known to people who had no formal education over the millennia some people believe the world is flat by relying on their own observations as they stood on its surface and looked towards the horizon in contrast, arguments for Earth having a curved surface were first posited during the 6th century BCE by the ancient Greeks, and, and then it goes through a lot of what we've already talked about. Other evidence of Earth's curved shape was gathered by sailors and navigators. They observed the stars, uh, looking to different locations for ships, constellations, and so forth. So this is way before NASA. Mm -hmm. And modern satellite imagery and laser reading ground material that they use these days and of course the flat earthers will say well they're all operating on the premise that it is round and so therefore they're out to prove that it is round they're not being objective well neither the flat earthers well and that's my problem there too according to this modern satellite imagery and measurements of earth's gravitational field support the notion that earth is not a perfect sphere but rather an oblate spheroid. This shape derives from the way Earth spins on its axis, generating this, the force that causes the planet to bulge at the equator. The presence of landforms such as mountains and valleys means the Earth is not a perfect oblate spheroid either. This level of precision is needed. Scientists use the geoid, which coincides with sea level as reference surface points that can be used to measure specifications of Earth's surface features. And so what they're showing, they have a bunch of graphs and stuff on here. It's a fascinating read and a lot of really great evidence for what they're talking about. Because obviously from space and the pictures we've seen, the Earth is round like a dime or a quarter, like it's perfectly round. And that's not true either. The Earth is not round round like if you draw a perfect round circle that's not the earth the earth has dimension and it has like it says some bulges in it but it's close enough to being round as opposed to being like a football or being like a rugby ball whatever they call that 
Uh, it's closer to being a basketball, soccer ball size, which is why they say, okay, it's round. Yeah. I think what we need to get into here now is this idea that NASA, because this is where a lot of the flat earthers or the flat earth proponents really get into their supposed proof is all it all rests on NASA. They don't even yeah. want to go back and talk about what we've talked about. The Greeks, tests without computers, no pictures from space. They don't want to talk about any of that. Well, because they, they, they honestly believe that we've never been there. We've never been to space. One of the people I was listening to, and I'm pretty sure it's the crazy one, um, he said that the, the Challenger astronauts are all alive. They never, they never crashed. They weren't killed. They're all alive, and they're they're all happy living somewhere. Yes, I've heard that too. I've heard that that was a computer simulation that that everybody watched. Mm-hmm. That it, it was, was fear. Yeah, it was, it was equivalent to you know like the the nine eleven conspiracies, although mm-hmm. that actually happened. But it, they're yeah. they're saying it's like that that the government set it all up, traumatized everybody. Because there was a teacher aboard. You know, we all know the story. Every school in America, unlike any other flight, they were all mm-hmm. tuned in, watched it in real time, and it just it blew the mind of the nation. And that they set it all up out of, yeah, like you said, to put fear into the people and sympathy for NASA and for the program and to bolster their account and pour money into yeah. it because they were very... According to them, they were very, very close to being found out. Yeah. Well, they're close to getting found out. And it was one of those things that we were supposed to be so far and have, you know, colonies on the moon by then and everything else. We're supposed to get so close. So every once in a while, they had to have something go completely wrong to scare people from wanting to go into space. Right. Again, they've brought in the fact that all of the missions, whether it's there's no space station, there's no no international satellite there. We've never been outside the firmament because it's well, you can't you can't do it. You can't. It's impossible. And I've seen them play clips of people from NASA saying, yeah, it's, it is impossible to you know penetrate this or that or the other thing and so forth. And I can't confirm or deny who it was that was speaking and whether they were part of NASA or how, whether they manipulated the tape. I don't know. Cause yeah. I can't, I can't find, I can't find the original. I can only find what they show as proof. And, and that's the hard part. There's a bunch of those where they're like, Oh yeah. And they scrubbed this. So you can only get this from us. And, and it, that's, what's tough for me. Hey. It's the same thing. And like they, they argue with NASA. Well, Oh, we only see the videos from NASA and then they lost them all. And then they did all this. And, even if, which I'm not going to say it is or not, we might talk. We're going to probably talk about this later this year. We're going to go back on it. Even if, not go back on it, but relook at it. Even if they, they faked it. Even if they did, it doesn't prove that the Earth is flat. And that is their biggest argument. If they lied about this, then obviously the Earth is flat. And then they'll come up with something else. If they lied about this, obviously the Earth is flat. Right, and well, and you were talking about the the big trees, mm-hmm. and I've watched several of these guys talking about the supposed big trees that existed, and and we've all been lied to, and that there's uh, what looks like rock formations are actually 
trunks of trees that have been that were cut down way back in the day and that there's actually there's a bunch of rock formations that look like giants who died and and you know they petrified and they, now mm -hmm. they look like mountain ranges and you know and there was this time when everything was like the garden of eden everything was perfect and the firmament protected everything and there were no disease and they go way back into this sort of theory well take the devil's tower it's a big prehistoric tree, isn't it? Well, that's what they claim. They claim that that is not just a rock formation. It's actually the trunk of a giant tree that fell over and it petrified and it's remained. And they're all over the earth. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen a ton of those. And again, okay, but how does that prove that the, that the earth is flat? And that's what it is. It goes back and then they go back to the Tartaria. You know, oh, this happened and every 150 years or whatever, they start over because people start figuring out, figuring out the truth. And then our overlords, the new lizard order, they take us out and they start over again. That's a whole nother one. And that's why all this stuff is here because, you know, and why Tartaria is real. And then they keep trying to roll all this into it. But it's like, once again, like you said, how does that prove the earth is flat? Well, and I think this is where we're going to have to get into like how you and I actually feel about this because I think we're <laughs> I didn't want to get they haven't figured it out there. We right, but I didn't want to give a huge science lesson in science class on this episode. Yeah, because we've all been there. We've all it, you go through school and you take science and you learn. And if you've traveled at all, if you've been in a plane at all, if you've gone anywhere in the world, you know. And I have buddies who are pilots, and I've called one of them, and I said, so according to them, you all train for flying on a flat earth. Is that true? And he said, absolutely not. There's all, if you look at plane routes, primarily that are going long distances, they loop up and come back. They don't go straight across. Like if you're going from Seattle to London, they will go up into Canada and then, you know, to hit the curvature and come back down. Yeah. Because if you go straight across, it takes way longer and you got to stop and refill and everything. So here's the thing where I really have a problem and I am a OK. If you want to believe that the earth is flat, I'm OK with that. I don't really care. It doesn't change anything, in my opinion. No. What I do have a problem with is when you have a theory that you present as fact and don't have any facts to back up the theory. When you get, I'll say some folks that I, most folks I've seen in this arena, when you get cornered into something, you shift. And then, like you said, you go to Tataria or you go to NASA or you go to the giant trees or you go to the firmament or whatever. Here's the problem. Several things can be true at the same time, and something can also be false at the same time. So, yeah, NASA could have lied. Absolutely. Maybe there were giant trees. I don't know. Maybe there was a place called Tataria, and you know, you're making up about as a, a, a bit bigger story than what they have erased. We don't know. No. I have no clue. We're talking about your belief that the earth is flat and there is really no 
coherent doctrine and point-by-point proof that is tested, that's verifiable, that has been proven, that you can point to and say, that right there, this point right here has been tested by all these people and proven to be true. What do you do with that? It's not there. No. So therefore, if you're relying on the fact that NASA lied about going into space, fine. NASA lied. How does that make the Earth flat? You knew. If NASA lied about going to space, okay, and they lied about walking on the moon, okay. We can, again, we can revisit that. We can look at it. Maybe that is a possibility. Still doesn't explain basic physics. It doesn't explain basic gravity. It doesn't explain a lot of the things that we experience. Seasons, sun going up and down. And, you know, this idea that, well, the Earth is spinning so fast, we would all fall off it. And we would notice it was moving. And there's no way that your house could stay... (laughs) you know, grounded and all this stuff. That is the absolute wonder and amazing part of where we live. And I don't understand what does it prove if it is flat? What's the point? No. Well, and a lot of the things they move, the whole idea that you'd feel it moving, you'd feel this. Go get on a boat, a a cruise ship, a huge cruise ship out in the middle of the ocean and tell me if you feel it moving fly cross country in a plane other than the takeoff and landing and maybe you hit a rough spot here or there you don't know what you you could literally just be suspended in a hangar somewhere with wind blowing outside the window they could be lying to you about that how do you know projecting it out there right yeah like the old like the old movies where they had the Mm -hmm. screen going by Yep, they just got a screen. They they just projected it out there, I, and that's it. I mean, there's so much evidence showing that we do have a round Earth, and everything that that they could find, where they they give you evidence, quote unquote, evidence of a flat Earth, it was very easy to debunk. It was very easy to come up with logic and physics to show no, this isn't correct. We have an open mind, and I think you, mm-hmm. you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time. You know we have open minds. And so my challenge is, if you are out there and you truly believe that the earth is flat, I'm willing to have that discussion. Not an argument, not a fight, mm-hmm. not, just a discussion. But what I really want to know is, what's the importance of it? Like, what is so important about it that you are chasing this? What does it change? I don't know. And I think a lot of it comes down to it. And I think that's why a lot of them can't focus on just the one thing. Because it's it's the idea of, I mean, which we want. We want the truth. We want to know the truth. We want to know that. But it seems like you're, you're hitching yourself to an idea that is very easy in my mind and I've gone through and there's a whole bunch of things where I've listened to these people and everything else are like go watch these videos and by the end of these videos you will believe that they're, 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 the earth is flat and I've watched the videos and I don't 
usually a conspiracy or a lie or a cover-up is there because whatever it is that the conspiracy is about, the lie is covering up or the cover-up is, is trying to divert you away from, there's a reason for that because whatever it is that is the actual truth is a game-changer, they're hiding something, it's an agenda, it's, they're trying to sneak something by you, and if you find out, it will ruin the plans or whatever. Yeah. I cannot find, and correct me if I'm wrong out there, I cannot find anything that points to, okay, if the earth is flat and they lied about it, what did they or do they gain from it? What is it? No idea. And, that, and that's the hard part for me. Like I said, I cannot find a reason why. Why would they be lying to us about this? Yeah, and absent that, I have a hard time, well, an impossible time, buying into this. I really do. Yeah. Because with NASA, okay, so what? Let's say NASA lied. It's because they want more funding. It's because they... You know, they're actually secretly working on something, this, that, or the other thing. That still doesn't explain why they would be lying about the Earth being flat. And if the Earth, wouldn't there be some country, India, China, Brazil, somewhere in the world where they'd be like, no, they're all, they're right. We, we do believe the Earth is flat. We've sent satellites up. It's flat. We actually sailed to the ice wall. Here's photos of it. <laughs> you know? I mean, they say it's there, but I mean, it's, but of course, oh, it's blocked by the government. We're not allowed to go there. We're not allowed to do this. Blah, Which government are all the governments involved? Because yeah. in my experience, wouldn't, let's say Putin, what, like, wouldn't Russia go, all right, listen, you clowns, we're going to sit, we're going to go over there. And then they'll say, oh, but that's the, you know, that's the big treaty that you guys talked about a while back you know the antarctic treaty they they can't oh well russia wasn't supposed to do and china's not supposed to do and the u.s isn't supposed to do <laughs> australia's not supposed to do lots of things they do it anyway mm -hmm. and so why wouldn't they yeah and governments change leaders come and go this is supposed to be going on for <laughs> You know, hundreds if not a thousand years or whatever craziness it is that they talk about these flat earthers nobody's sprung a leak on it no nobody snuck some documents out nobody's taken a photo out said hey no actually here it is I, you don't say it came from me i find that odd because even if yeah, let's, i mean let's go to the the, like the jfk you know, did the government kill JFK? There's photos. There's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of things that you can look at and go, okay, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. It kind of adds up over here. That's not the story. They're over here. But the, there's this. I don't find any of that with the flat earth. None. No. No. Just them saying, hey, this is this is what it is. And, oh, there's an ice wall. And there's all this and everything else. And the earth is flat. Okay. Well, and I'll end with Don't this. Me. I have some neighbors who live just across the street over here, and they have been long-time scientists. Both of them are doctors. One of them used to work for the government, and 
They have both been to Antarctica, I think, two and maybe maybe three times. I've seen photos of it. They're hanging out with penguins. They're walking around. They're doing research and all this stuff. Very nice people, very level-headed. They have nothing to hide. And so I was quizzing them about this, and they they looked at me as if I had I had fallen off the earth. Because <laughs> yeah. they had to take boats down there, fly in and out. I said, did you ever see an ice wall? Did you see this? And look, I know Antarctica's huge, and you'll say, well, they only went to one, you know, one aspect, one piece of it, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that's true, because it's massive, and you can't yeah. be everywhere. Well, of course it's massive, because it goes all the way around it. All the all the continents. <laughs> right. So, right. So, in order to get to Antarctica, why is everybody going one direction? Why wouldn't you just head away from where you're at? You'll eventually get there. Supposedly, it mean, wouldn't that be the theory. It would be, but but they're not going to let you do that. Anyway, it is um, time to wrap it up, and I'm just yeah. I don't buy it. I don't think a lot of the people who claim to be flat earth proponents actually believe it. I don't think they do either. I think it's a, I think it's a fun kind of almost like a little club to be in to say, Hey, I'm flat earth. I think there are some hardcore people. Obviously there's been societies down through the ages, but they are all very small. They've all petered out and they kind of come in, they, you know, they come and they go uh, they'll gain membership, then they'll lose it all and so forth. And I think we're in a current phase, and that's what TikTok and YouTube and all these others, they bring you because these things get on there. They go viral, and people are like, wow, that's crazy. I never knew that. And then they jump down the rabbit hole and like, I'm flat earth, you know. And it's just sort of a fun movement. I, I believe it is a fun movement. It's interesting. Because, they, you know, they have conventions, they get together, you know, there's camaraderie. There's like, yay, great, we all, we're all on the same page. But none of them, I think, <laughs> have ever truly tested it out, truly care. I think they just like yeah. the idea that, oh, man, the government's lying to us and you know, we can all be united in this cause against the government. And because they lied about all of that, they lied about this. <laughs> I just don't think that makes the earth flat. <laughs> I don't either. Like I said, it's one of those things that gets me because it just seems like they, they, they make it sound like just because they said any of this that suddenly, oh, it's, they lied about this, so they had to have lied about everything. I'm like, that's just not how it works. Right. And the bottom line for me is if there was an announcement tomorrow from a United leaders of the world who all got together and said, we have a very important announcement what you learn is not true. The world, the, the earth is actually not round. It's not, a, it's, it's not a sphere. It's flat. How would that change anything in your life? For me, it wouldn't change a dang thing. Well, it would just be something like, oh, oh, shit. But other than that, I mean, it's flat, not flat. It's still going to be the same thing tomorrow. Yeah, I just don't see how anybody benefits from keeping the secret and what it's doing in the long run to keep it from the, the little people that <laughs> the earth is actually yeah. uh, flat. It's like you said, it's every other theory in conspiracy 
there's a reason you can come up with a reason why they did it you know jfk the moon landing everything there was a reason behind it and i just can't see a reason behind the flat earth just not there there are those out there who disagree with us and we welcome you to yeah. email us down the rh at protonmail.com and if you're serious enough and we feel like we could actually have a discussion we'd set up a zoom call because mm-hmm. i'm not afraid to learn i'm not afraid to be challenged and i'm not afraid to look at things from different angles it doesn't mean we'll come to an agreement and i probably will never come to your side but if you are serious and you have some serious backup i would be more than happy to have a discussion with you I'm the same. I would love to have a discussion, but that's it. I want a discussion, not basically someone that's just going to say, oh, well, this is how it is. Oh, you obviously, you're, you're, you've been brainwashed. <laughs> it's like, that's not proof. I need, I want to see facts. And who brainwashed us? The U.S. government. When That's why we went to school. I mean, it was the Rockefellers and Ford. They started. Remember, we just talked about that. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> I've been brainwashed. <laughs> All right, well, I've got the midweek edition coming up, and I think possibly there might be a secret episode being dropped uh, somewhere along the line this week, maybe. Yes, there there should be. Possibly. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, it was a fun exercise, and we'll be back next week with a brand-new topic. We're going to close the door on the Flat Earth Society. Brandon and I both say nay. We live on a round globe, spherical Earth. So. At least we think it's spherical. But, I mean, who knows? It could be anything. Like we talked at the beginning of the episode. It could be shaped like a nice bosom. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'd be okay with that. Peaks and valleys. And, hey. And like I said, uh, Washington, D.C. is the, is definitely the butthole. <laughs> I'm Big D. I'm Brandon. And we're out of here. See you later.